The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello there, welcome to today's episode of the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today I'm going to be speaking to Jim Palmer, the newsletter guru. We're going to be talking offline newsletters, online newsletters, and how having an offline newsletter can assist and be integrated with your online marketing too. Before we dive into the content, here's a quick introduction to Jim. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert and the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show watched by thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners. Jim is also the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, a weekly podcast based on Jim's smart marketing and business building strategies. Jim is best known internationally as the Newsletter Guru, the go-to resource for maximizing the profitability of customer relationships. Jim is the founder of Custom Newsletters Inc., which is a parent company of No Hassle Newsletters, No Hassle Social Media, Success Advantage Publishing, Concierge Print and Mail on Demand, Customer Article Generator, Double My Retention, and the Magnetic Attraction and Retention Training Program. Jim is also the acclaimed author of five great books, The Magic of Newsletter Marketing, The Secrets to More Profits and Customers for Life, Stick Like Glue, How to Create an Everlasting Bond with Your Customers So They Spend More, Stay Longer, and Refer More, The Fastest Way to Hire Profits, 19 Immediate Profit Enhancing Strategies You Can Use Today, and finally, It's Okay to Be Scared But Never Give Up. You can find out more about Jim over at his website, thenewsletterguru.com. Jim, welcome to the call. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, Joey. Thanks for having me. Jim, I know that you cover many different areas of marketing, but in today's interview, I'd love to ask you for tips and strategies for newsletter marketing. My first question is, how did you first get involved in marketing and how did you specifically get involved in newsletter marketing? Joey, I've been, uh, I think I did my first newsletter over 30 years ago. Uh, back in my early 20s, I was managing a bike shop, and we were in the middle of a recession back then. And so we had fewer and fewer customers coming in our store, and with with less and less revenue, you know, the amount of marketing, whether we did radio and things like that, was was really starting to uh, shrink as well. And so what I wanted to do is find a way to keep connected and stay connected with the customers that we already had, people that have already purchased you know, over, over the previous 10 years that we've been in business because I figured those people already know, like, and trust us. They already know who we are, so we're kind of over that hurdle. And what I figured out, Joey, is that it's so much easier to sell more to people that already know you than it is to go to that whole, you know, dance where you kind of get to know each other before they decide if they're going to give you money. And so if we were, as our marketing budget shrank, I said, you know what? I want to create a newsletter so I can send it to all my past customers and then tell them about the different things that are going in the store. Maybe they haven't been in in a while. And I started featuring some of the different uh, programs and products. And I sent out a very simple two-page black and white, like eight and a half by 11 newsletter 
Um, did not have a computer back then. I basically did it on a typewriter and I taped down pictures with scotch tape and stuff like that. And I mailed, I think our mailing list had almost 2,000, it was like 1,850 people on it. And immediately after the first issue, we started getting people to come in and said, oh, I haven't been here in a while. I didn't know you guys you were carrying this or, you know, I got your newsletter. I'm like, holy smokes. And so like any good marker, once I realized I had something that works, I did more of them and I just started sending out more and more. And so every job I had, every place I worked from then on, typically in a marketing capacity, I created a newsletter until October of 2001 when I started my own business um, creating newsletters. Fantastic. So what are the benefits of having a newsletter? Newsletters are absolutely, hands down, the best client retention tool there is because it really takes very strong relationships, well-developed relationships with our customers because when you have strong relationships, people do stay longer. As I, as I say in the title, to stick like glue, they will stay longer, they will spend more, and they'll also refer more, which is a, which is a pretty cool thing. And so one of the reasons newsletters work is that they're read as being informational. So you don't want a, a newsletter to be too, you know, kind of salesy. Not, there's not too much marketing. It's just informational reading, but it keeps your business top of mind. And, um, you know, there's, there's some different strategies we can talk about, but, you know, when it comes to strengthening and building relationships with customers after the initial transaction, there's nothing better than a newsletter to do that. And by the way, Joey, I, I think you know this, but I'm talking about print and mail, paper and ink newsletters, the old-fashioned ones, not, not the electronic ones. Just one thing that you mentioned there, Jim, it's after the first transaction, so we are only mailing out to people who have previously bought from us. This isn't like the electronic digital way where we start to build our own email list of prospects. This is only people who have already spent money with us. Yeah, you know what? As I said that answer, it didn't sound 100% correct, so I appreciate the chance to revise that. You know, you can a newsletter can, do, can be a very effective prospecting tool also. Okay. I think the, re the reason I mentioned after the first transaction, Joey, is that's when a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners kind of drop the ball. In other words, through some of their marketing or maybe through a referral, they get a new customer. So they get a new customer by way of a single transaction or an initial transaction. And what a lot of companies do or a lot of business owners do at that point is they kind of maybe celebrate and say, yeah, we got a new customer. And then what they immediately want to do is go out and get a new one instead of focusing on and building a relationship with the customers they already have. As I said, when we started, you know, you could sell so much more to people who already know, like, and trust you than always trying to go out and, and do more and more and more initial transactions. So for me, you know, when I do my coaching, I'm telling people when the initial transaction happens, that is the start of the relationship. I've also seen some people sell their newsletters as a monthly coaching program. Is that something that we can do as well? Can we make money on the front end with our newsletter? Well, you can, but clearly, Joey, there, there's a two different animals there. So there's a subscription-based newsletter, mm -hmm. um, like I'm sure, you know, I belong to probably half a dozen, I'm sure you do as well, like a, maybe like a Glazer Kennedy or, you know, something like that. There are different newsletters that you subscribe to because you have an interest in what they're saying. Now, a subscription-based newsletter cannot be a, a simple two or four page. It usually has to be something much larger, you know. it's. I think this is somebody's... Uh, tagline, but you want to have almost like a seminar every month come to you in the form of a newsletter. Okay. What I'm talking about specifically, and for the most part where my customers are, are 
customer newsletters, relationship building tools, and those can be two to four page. And the main job of those newsletters is to build the relationship. So it's really, really two different, uh, two different animals, as I said. Also, two different animals would be online newsletters and the kind that we're talking about today, Jim, offline print newsletters. So could you take us through some of the differences, the pros, the cons of why you might want one or the other? Yeah. And, you know, in reality, it's not a it's not necessarily a choice you have to make. You actually, you know, smart companies do both. Um, But if you're going to do only one, it needs to be print um, because, you know, the deliverability of email is going down every month. I mean, it's going down dramatically. I was just at an event this past weekend and people are talking about like eight and 10 percent you know, deliverability rates. And, you know, it used to be if you got 20, 25%, you were doing great. But, you know, for easy math, let's just say you have a thousand customers that you want to stay in touch with. And all you're going to do is email. So you're going to say, Jim, I hear you, but I'm not going to, I I, I want to save paper and postage. I'm just going to do email. Well, if you you send out an email newsletter to your 1000 customers, even if you get something outrageous as a 20% deliverability rate, that means only 200 people are going to receive that newsletter. That means 800 of your customers, 80% of your customers are not hearing from you, and that is very, very bad. Now, as far as I know, there is no filter at the front of your physical mailbox, which so when the postman goes to open it, you know your bills will go in, but the newsletter will somehow not fit in there. That's not true. You know, with all kinds of direct mail, at least it hits the mailbox. Your customers are going to lay eyeballs on it. and At least they're going to make a connection. And if you do your newsletter correctly, they're going to see it and read it. Um, the other thing about email, just a couple things, you know, um, it is it is a clutter factor or what sometimes I refer to it as noise. You know, most people get anywhere from 100 to 200 pieces of email a day. Now, some of that does get trapped in spam filters, but. For the most part, we we have become a society that is on email overload. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are just sitting there scanning with their finger on the delete button, click, 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 click. And if it, you know, even if it is a newsletter from somebody that they know and they want, you know, it's probably going to get deleted or it's going to go in the to-be-read later file. At least with a print newsletter, it sits on the counter, it sits on the coffee table, it might win your briefcase or whatever, and it's got a much, much better chance of making that connection. So how do we get people signed up to our newsletter? Any strategies as to growing our database? Sure. Well, let's let's assume you are a brick-and-mortar store. Um, so in most cases, you should be collecting names and addresses from your customers. If you're some sort of a, what can we say? Let's just say you're a boutique uh, shop where someone walks in and just makes a quick purchase, I, I don't know, of a candy bar or something, mm-hmm. you know, some small purchase. I would still maybe have some sort of a sign-up form uh, and maybe, you know, actually the uh, business salon up the road from where I go, I go in there sometimes and he now has an iPad. It's kind of, it's and it's stationed at the front counter mm-hmm. and he makes an offer like you can get, you know, a prize or do something uh, for signing up and he mails out his newsletter. Um, if you're, if you strictly are an online business, um, you could actually promote in your emails or on your website. Um, you know, we have a free, you know, get a one year free subscription to our print newsletter. And I would call it a print newsletter. So I don't think it's just another easy mm-hmm. um, and have people give you their name and address that way. And this, the strategy there, Joey, is that you want to, you know, it's a free one year subscription. 
Um, and even though it's free, so give it, give it some value. So even if it was, you know, $70 or $99 a year or something, just put a value on it, even though you're going to send it out for free. Brilliant. I like the idea of the iPad. In fact, I've actually seen someone doing that over here in the UK in a shop. So these strategies are definitely catching on. That's a great idea. How much does it cost to print and produce a newsletter? Am I right in thinking that this is probably the biggest objection that you get when you're telling people to do this? They say, oh, Jim, I like the idea of it, but it sounds like it's going to cost me a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, there's actually a few different components to that objection, Joey. So people may say, oh, I don't want to put that money out. First of all, it's, it's very bad thinking yeah. from, the, from the position of being a marketer and a business owner. You know, it, one, of the, one of the things that um, every business owner needs to know is what is the average lifetime value of a customer, right? Everybody should know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know exactly to the penny. If I get a new client in one of my programs, I know based on the average, it's worth somewhere, you know, well, I'll tell you, it's worth $1,842, okay? So what that tells me, once you know that number, if somebody comes in my program, I know that I can spend $1,841 to get them, and I'll still make a dollar. Now, trust me, I want to make more than a dollar. But my point is, if you know that number, then suddenly saying, I'm going to spend $12 a year, to keep that customer and keep that customer engaged and have them buying more, it seems like a complete no brainer. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of asked me how much it's, that's a very hard question to answer because they're, you know, with different size mailing lists. I mean, the more newsletters that you print and mail, the less expensive it's going to be, but I, I'm just going to give you a, n- a number just for the kind of sake of discussion. I think if with the average size mailing list, you could send out a two or four page paper and ink newsletter for approximately a dollar. Okay. And that includes kind of standard rate postage. So if you use that as a, if you have less, if you have a smaller mailing list, maybe it's a dollar 25, maybe a dollar 50. If you have more, you might drop that to 70 cents, but let's just say it's a dollar. So what I tell people is you should be way, you should be willing to invest a dollar a month or $12 a year to nurture and develop and grow the relationships you have with your customers. Now, if you mail all your customers, people ought to, then the next thing they do is they do the math. Well, if I've got, if it's $12, you know, if it's $12 a month and, or $12 a year and I've got 500 clients, that's $6,000 and they're going, Oh my goodness. Well, (laughs) well, yeah, but in reality, how many clients does it take to come back and buy more of your stuff? How many clients does it take to refer a new customer? Because you've built up that relationship to be much stronger to make that six thousand dollars like just go away and actually you know you'll dwarf it with new revenue. Totally agree with you there, Jim. That's some great advice. So obviously we need to make sure that we do get a return on the investment. What things can we do to give ourselves that best possible chance? The best. Well, first of all, let's be let's have the the highest. Let's call it ten thousand foot. You. The best thing you can do is to have stronger relationships with the people who become your customers. So, you know, I don't know too many businesses, Joey, that don't offer a number of different products. And if you're a service-based business, let's say you're a carpet cleaner. I bet you also um, might do hardwood floors. Maybe you have a residential home cleaning business. In other words, there's a lot of even a business that's niched as a carpet cleaner probably has different services that they offer, okay? Mm-hmm. So one of the things, when somebody comes in and buys a product or hires you to perform a service, 
That is a customer who now says, okay, I trust you. Here's some of my money. So over the next few months or even, you know, the course of several months, you want to stay in touch with them so your business stays top of mind. And then you want to introduce them to all the other products and services that you carry. So one of the exercises when I do a lot of speaking and people, one of the questions I sometimes get is, how do I know what to put in my newsletter? Well, there's a very simple exercise, Joey, and I would tell people, take out a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle, and on the left-hand side of that line, just write down all, all of the products and services that you carry and that you sell, and on the right-hand side of the line, you should write down all the frequently asked questions that you normally get. And that simple exercise tells you, it gives you a real good idea about some of the content that will be in your newsletter. So imagine, Joey, if somebody orders, um, uh, let's just stay with the carpet cleaner. So somebody calls a carpet cleaner and, you know, they come out and they do a good job. And next thing you know, you know, a few weeks later, a month later, they get a newsletter from, you know, Johnny's on the spot carpet cleaner. And it's just a little bit about Johnny. Maybe there's a good tip or something in there. Maybe there's a recipe, you know, keeping it light. But then there's also, um, you do a little profile. I call it my success story. And so you do a little article about how your company helped a, a, a homeowner redo their hardwood floors or save them money on, you know, their residential home cleaner business or whatever. And so each month you do that, it's telling those customers about something else that you do. You know, I think everybody can probably relate to this example, Joey. I mean, how many times have you ever been in a room, whether it's a networking event, maybe a, a cocktail party or something, and one of your clients says, oh, by the way, I just got X, Y, and Z installed in my office. And, and you might say, oh, that's cool. How come you didn't give me a chance to bid on it? <laughs> and, you know, what do you think his answer is? It's, well, I didn't know you sold that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a newsletter is a great way to, again, stay top of mind, keep your name in front of them, and then also introduce them to the other ways that you can help them. So do you actually give the reader a strong call to action at any point? Do you actually give a firm offer, or do you keep it entirely editorial? Yeah, Joey, um, here's my expression. Great newsletters tell they don't sell. Okay. okay, so again, it's all about the relationship. And one of the areas that I see people will slip is that they'll turn their newsletter into a, a monthly mailer, you know, like advertorial or coupon clipper or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to do that. One of the ways that you can use a newsletter to sell or to promote is using uh, what I call a freestanding insert, an FSI. So imagine if you had like a four-page newsletter. So that's, that's 11 by 17 folded once to 8.5 by 11. That's a four-page newsletter. What? So that that in the four-page newsletter, in the body of the newsletter, you want to keep the content kind of light and um, entertaining. But what you can do is on a freestanding insert, which would be an additional 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, usually something very light, like canary or yellow, light green, something like that. That's where you can promote. So if you want to promote, maybe it's an event or a customer appreciation day or a teleseminar, something like that, that's a good opportunity. And they call it a freestanding insert because it, it stands free of the newsletter. It kind of falls out if you open it. But it's also, it rides along for free because it doesn't really increase the postage or anything. But it's a way to promote. So you got your newsletter and you got this promotional piece. It's almost magical. It's kind of the way it works. And, you know, it's, it's, it's being able to promote but still – have your newsletter just be fun and informational. Assuming someone hasn't seen a print newsletter before, what should it look like and feel like? Is it in colour or just in black and white? Any tips on how a standard newsletter should look? 
Yeah, great question. I get that a lot. Here's the thing, again, I'm, and I'm probably starting to sound like a broken record. It's all about the relationship. So I think 80 to 90% of the companies that are that are listening to this or reading this can get away with a black and white newsletter okay. because it is a touch point. It's a monthly touch point. Here I am. Remember me. I'm the guy who did this or where the company did that, by the way. And, you know, you know, so that's the way the newsletter reads. Now, I would say there are, and by the way, so it's a lot cheaper to produce a black and white newsletter, but you know, you get the same bang for the buck if you do it correctly. Now I say 80 to 90% because there are some, uh, industries, some type of uh, businesses that really need a color newsletter. Um, off the top of my head, I think if you're a dentist who's doing restorative work or teeth whitening, you know, you'd probably want to show that in color, right? If you're yeah. doing it before and after, if you're a gardener or a landscaper and you're showing, you know, beautiful lawn with beautiful flowers and trees, you're going to want to pop that in color. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the nut, I, I, if I really struggle, I could probably name five or six businesses that kind of need color. Mm -hmm. uh, but the majority of the others can get away with a black and white, kind of like reading the newspaper in a way. How long should it be? Two to four pages. So a two-page newsletter is eight and a half by eleven, printed both sides. A four-page newsletter, as I said, is eleven by seventeen, folded eight and a half by eleven. That's a four-page newsletter. I have a rule of thumb, and um, it's called the the newsletter guru's readability factor, and that is when the customer gets the newsletter out of their mailbox and they look at it, they're going to quickly make an assessment. Can I read this in about ten minutes or less? If you can read it in 10 minutes or less, there's chances are very high they're going to breeze through it and look at it and read it. If you send them a, you know, a 8, 10, 12, 16 page giant newsletter, they absolutely can't read it when they're standing there or, you know, whatever they're doing. They're going to have to put it in their to be read later folder. And only half of that stuff usually gets read. So again, keep in mind, this is a monthly touch point, keeping your name in front of them. Um, a quick like, hello, how you doing? Hey, by the way, did you know this, that, and the other thing? Okay, see you next month. <laughs> that's kind of the verbal. That's kind of the verbal example of what a good newsletter is. Okay, and does consistency or frequency of when we mail out have any effect? It matters greatly, and you know, new, the people who are most successful as newsletter marketers mail monthly. You have to mail monthly. Quarterly is nowhere near enough, and even every other month is not enough. And you just have to think, Joey, about how many marketing messages you receive every single day. You're bombarded with them in every way, shape, and form, electronic, print. There's little TVs on top of the gas pump. I mean, there's ads on the hotel card, you know, on the back of the card. You stick in the door. There's a Domino's pizza ad. You're getting bombarded all the time with marketing ads. And when your name, when your company name is out of sight, you are completely out of mind. So you must mail monthly. And then I'm going to give you the actual kind of secret weapon, actually kind of power boost that strategy. You want to mail your newsletters the same two to three days every single month. Okay. And it actually doesn't matter whether you mail the first or the 10th, 20th, whatever. But whenever you mail your first issue, then what you want to do is make a recurring appointment with yourself in your, you know, in your calendar or outlook or whatever you're using. And says newsletter mails here, newsletter mails here. So you're always seeing it because when you think about it, when you go to your mailbox, you get what's called an A pile of mail and a B pile. The A pile is all your important mail, uh, so it would be your bills or insurance, things like that. And it's also going to be Joey, your magazines that you subscribe to, 
If you notice and think about it, all of those things that I just described, they come to you every single month on the same one or two day period. It's clockwork. Mm-hmm. Now, mail that are, that arrives sporadically at different times throughout the month, that is generally classified as junk mail. So don't say, well, I can't get the newsletter out. Let's do it next week. We'll just skip this month. No way. Consistency is hugely important. So mail at the same two to three day period every month and your newsletter, your very simple little newsletter will have a higher perceived value with your customers. Would you label them, Jim, like newsletter one, two, three, or maybe date them August 2012 edition, September 2012 edition, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, you could definitely do that. And, yeah. and you could do it either way. Like you could just say the month that it is, or it could be, you know, volume one, number one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you should absolutely you, – you could do that. It's not 100% like extremely important, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it, could definitely, it could definitely work. Finally, Jim, for the first timer, what do you think is best, doing it yourself or finding a company that would take care of most of this work for you? How would you go about that? Here's the thing, and so this may sound a little self-serving, but you know my main business is no hassle newsletters. Mm-hmm. And what I figured out, Joey, is I got talking about newsletters, and what I learned in talking with new people about newsletters is two things. They said it takes too long, and I never know what to put in it, and that's why I created my business because you know with no hassle newsletters, we actually provide 24 pages of fresh content every single month, mm-hmm. and we. For- we provide done-for-you newsletter templates, templates, two-page and four-page black and white color, already filled in with content. And so, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs are very, very time-strapped. I'm, I'm sure you are. I know I am. And so a, a newsletter seems to always kind of fall to the back burner or not get done. And so for that reason, whether you use a service like mine or somebody else's, um, you should definitely do that because, you know, whatever you're going to pay for a month, to have that done, it's going to allow you to focus your time on other things, yet the newsletter still gets done and out the door, so it's going to work for you. Are there any sort of restrictions there, Jim? Is that just North America that you serve, or is that for the UK as well, or worldwide? Yeah, I, I have newsletter. I have clients for no-hassle newsletters in nine different countries. So we're obviously big in the States. We're big in Canada, Australia, and I think UK is either third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, the 24 pages of content that we generate every month, we actually have I think it's about eight pages of that are, are content for my international uh, clients, and I actually use writers in the UK to produce that. Um, so, you know, I, I know there's a couple things like the word color is spelled with a O-U-R, something like that. And, yep. you know, you, you, you guys take holidays instead of vacations. So, you know, I actually produce content specifically for, for the UK in my program. If, for example, a business like mine, Jim, where my customers are in the United States, Canada, but also in the UK, Australia, can I split between different countries when mailing out? Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. Yep, okay. you can absolutely do that. Um, and it's not that difficult. See, the templates, the, the done-for-you templates that I provide are in as their Word documents. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're great looking. We actually design them in real design software and then turn them into Word documents. So anybody, no matter what kind of computer you have, you can open up these newsletter templates. And then what you can do is it's so easy to edit, you just copy and paste. So you could say, hmm, I'm not sure that article fits for this market or this client. So you you can then just copy an article out of the uh, 24 pages of content that I give you and just paste it back into the template. And now literally within about 30 seconds, you've customized your template to, to fit your market precisely. 
Very cool. So where can we find out more about this, Jim? At nohasslenewsletters.com, www.nohasslenewsletters, with an S, dot com. Great. And uh, where can we get your books and any other sort of content and information from you, Jim? Yeah, the newsletterguru.com is probably a good starting point. Um, so it's www.thenewsletterguru.com. And from there, you can get to my blog, you can get to my TV show. You can There's uh, links to all my products, all my books. There's my blog is there. So that'd be a good place to go also. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. Jim, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. All right, Joey, have a great day. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.